What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, and I'm here today on our first episode, our inaugural episode of a brand new show, show that the man from the Impact Lounge Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, me and Lewis Carlin, we've come together. It's called MLW Rewind, and let me welcome my new partner in crime to the show, Lewis Carlin. Lewis! Hey, man, what's going on? Good to be here. First, first show, MLW Rewind. And man, oh, man, we couldn't have a better guest to, to kick off this show, man. Uh, he's an MLW superstar. He's the Caribbean champion. Please help me welcome Richard Holiday. Richard, welcome to the show, man. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? We are great, sir. Thank you very much for taking the time out today. We appreciate it. Hey, man. Absolutely. Hey, man, so let me ask you right off the bat, how was your Christmas, man? Uh, and is your Christmas any sweeter because you're breathing rarefied air, man? Well, it's funny. You know, the rarefied air that surrounds me is a 365 type of ordeal. However, you know, the holidays for me, you know, especially as a holiday, they do seem to be a little bit more merry, if you might want to say that. But, you know, the holidays for me were obviously great. Um, Christmas is always wonderful in my household and in my family. And, uh, you know, my lawyer slash father doesn't spare any expense. So okay. uh, looking forward to a good New Year's Eve. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Cool, man. Cool, man. Uh, so I, I got to jump right in here and ask this question. Um, I like to call this the defining moment question, Richard. Do you? It's, it's when you remember the moment where you fell in love with the sport we're going to be talking about today. Ah. Man, you know, you know, at 28 years old now, I feel like I'm uh, as sharp as I've ever been. But remembering that exact moment is is very tough. I'd probably have to say it was maybe when I was around maybe six years old, and I was born in New Haven, Connecticut, and there was there used to be the New Haven Coliseum that used to be there, and whenever WWE would come into town, they would typically have Monday Night Raw there. And I do remember going and, you know, seeing, I think it was The Undertaker uh, putting Stone Cold on the cross and like hanging him up and like shooting him up the Titantron. I was like, oh man, this is, this is what I want to do when I get older. Fantastic moment. Fantastic moment for sure. I, was, I, I want to get back to Christmas for a second because I saw the Happy Holidays uh, Christmas video that you did. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. The perfect Richard Holiday video. My question to you is, do you think that video is destined to become a holiday classic? Well, I think it was a classic the second I tweeted it. Actually, probably the second that I filmed it became an instant classic. And, you know, just the overwhelming response that I got, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and it was even on Facebook, it's on YouTube, and you know, it's covering all the surfaces in terms of social media. And people are talking about this like it's the second coming of Home Alone, like it's the second coming of a Christmas story. And I am a tad biased, openly admitted, but I have to say, I think it's better, right? Like I think it is more easily consumable, more easily digestible. It is, it is to the point, it spreads holiday cheer, and it is just really beautiful if you think about the message that is being told in that story. And I'd like to think that every consumer that watched that video was, was, you know, they had that Christmas spirit instilled in them. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Great video. Absolutely loved it, man. Um, the dynasty, I got asked this question, Richard, the dynasty, it was a great, uh, faction. It was, uh, one of those, you know, 
for my, in my opinion, a timeless faction for sure. And uh, a lot of times in this business, there's times when factions can be, you know, re-energized, retold. Sometimes you add new members. Sometimes you bring back old members. Now, minus MJF, who's now being an AEW. Um, any chance of uh, you and Hammerstone maybe reimagining Dynasty, maybe adding a possible new member if something like that were to come to fruition? <clears throat> well, you know, I went into recruitment mode, obviously, when Maxwell left us and, um, you know, his shoes are just too big to fill. And I went into recruitment mode and, you know, I brought in Gino. I wanted to do something where I, I targeted a different demographic. He obviously is of Latin American descent. So I figured, you know, maybe we can target that demographic. And it worked for a little bit, but he just is not dynastic at all. I quite frankly don't like him one bit. And he's not like me and Hammer. You know, Hammer and I just have that relationship where it was just instant chemistry from the moment that I met him. And, you know, he's my best friend in the business. And it's, you can kind of see that on TV. And, you know, for me, it's just like, I talk to him. What's the point? Me and him are good enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Thank you. Fair enough. Now you're the Caribbean heavyweight champion. Do you think MLW will ever officially recognize that title? And will you be defending that title at all in the new year? Ah, you see, it's quite interesting because IWA, the uh, promotion that hosts the championship, um, actually tweeted out that I was the Caribbean champion. They didn't stay self-proclaimed. They didn't put quotation marks. They didn't do any of that jazz. They said the IWA Caribbean champion. Then they deleted the tweet. <laughs> I screenshotted it. Because I know, and I'm going to hold that against court, against MLW, against IWA, doesn't matter. They know I'm the champ. All they have to do is just admit it. Like, I say this all the time. You know, obviously the heavyweight championship for MLW is the most prestigious title. That's what everybody is gunning for, right? You don't enter pro wrestling unless you want to be the heavyweight champion. But I've taken the Caribbean championship, which in my opinion was just a hunk of Puerto Rican metal. And now I've made it the most talked about title on that show. And it wasn't because of Sabio, it's because of me. And I elevated that championship where I think it's more talked about than the heavyweight championship. Disagree? It's going to be tough to. No, well, will, will you be defending it though at, at all in 2021? Yeah, I'll defend it to any and all comers. Whoever wants to come okay. at me for the Caribbean championship, okay. I absolutely, I am a fighting champion. True all champion. Right, cool. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. To, to, to kind of build off that question now, because you've got my wheels turning here. Um, if Savio were to, say, want to reclaim his uh, Puerto Rican hunk of metal, as you called it, is that something you might be interested in? You know what? Uh, honestly, I'm so sick of him. If I got to see that shiny glare on his bald head one more time, I'm going to snap. I might just I might just turn that championship into a watch if I really want to. I'll just break down the metal for all I care. But no, I'm sick of Savio. I, I feel like the, the championship... Um, is above Savio. He is beneath me. And I've proven all I have to do. I beat Savio clean in the middle of the ring, 2008. That was it. You saw I was right in Texas, beat him, took that championship, and I'm off and running ever since. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Savio. Fair enough. All right, cool, man. So a few months back, you threatened multiple lawsuits due to the way you felt Alicia Tude was treating you. What, what became those lawsuits, and how do you currently feel about Alicia Toot? I don't want to discuss any of the legal affairs that have gone on between um, you know, the holiday party and the Atoot party. However, I will say you know, she is a broadcast journalist um, hired by Major League Wrestling 
in order to, you know, um, do broadcast journalism. And I don't want her to overstep her boundaries and think that she's the star. I'm the star. And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't really want to waste too much of my breath on the subject matter of her. Okay, fair enough, man. We won't, we won't, I won't bring it up again, man. Uh, I do have a question for you, though, not about Alicia, about something else, though. Uh, you recently re-signed your long-term deal with MLW. Uh, what, what were the reasons for the re-sign? And um, what are your plans in the, in the contract timeline? For, like, what, what are the goals that you've set for yourself in that timeline? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Major League Wrestling, for me, I felt like is the best platform for, for myself. And I thought it was a very mutual agreement as well. I felt like I was a good fit for Major League Wrestling and Major League Wrestling is a good fit for me as well. And I'm very much a homegrown talent when it comes to Major League Wrestling. Like a lot of the consumers who know me, they know me squarely from MLW. And it's kind of been that come up story, right? It's, it's, it's that um, homegrown talent, right? It's kind of like when, uh, like I'm a Yankees fan, but it's, it's not like when they brought in Mark Teixeira to win a World Series, it's they had Derek Jeter, who was the homegrown Yankee. So I'm trying to be the Derek Jeter of Major League Wrestling. I'm trying to be synonymous with Major League Wrestling, where I'm not somebody who's coming from a different promotion. I'm not somebody who, you know, had clout from somewhere else. All of my clout is from what I've done within major league. Right? Of course there's the independence as well, but I'm talking on a larger scale. And I just want to continue to make this brand grow because I think MLW has the opportunity. And I mean this wholeheartedly to be a major, major player in this market within the next 12 to 18 months. And the pro wrestling industry is booming. Um, obviously this is all, albeit COVID, right? Like COVID kind of, put a big damper on all of this, but just speaking in terms of that not being uh, withstanding, MLW is on the fast track to doing some really big things. I and mean, we just announced that we're on Roku uh, the other day and some people will bypass that, right? People will, people will just say, oh, okay, they're on Roku and blah, 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 blah. That's so smart. The marketing strategy is, is, is there and I see it. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to be part of that. Like think about Roku for a second. A lot of people are cutting cable cords. Grab the Roku, stick it on your TV. You, you could stream whatever the hell you want. Now you can stream MLW. It's smart. I just like the moves that we're making. Now, now you said you're a Yankee fan. I hope you're okay wearing the Mets hat. I, I was going to wear a Boston Red Sox cap, uh, but I decided to go with the Mets. With the Mets, I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> smart, smart move not to wear the Red Sox hat. Um, okay. Mets, you know. I mean, hopefully Steve Cohen could do something for you, but I think yeah. he'll always be the um, redheaded stepchild of New York. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. Well, I, I'm uh, a Red Sox dis- fan. I hope that doesn't uh, cloud your opinion of me. Nope, I, I haven't formulated an opinion of you yet. Fair enough. Go ahead, Lewis. Okay, Sorry. fair enough, man. Uh, no, it's okay, man. I, I was just a little disappointed because I had you. I had picked you to win the Opera Cup, and uh, you were knocked out of it uh, by low key. Uh, were you disappointed that you that you lost the Opera Cup? I'm sure you are. And uh, do you have any bad feelings towards low key? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Loki cheated it, we were, and it was as clear as clear can be. All you have to do is rewind and go back to Loki's entrance, right? Loki smacked my AirPods. Right then and there, 
my whole game plan was thrown off because now I'm thinking about the well-being of my AirPods. Now I'm thinking about those. How can I think about the apricot after he just slapped that out of, out, off the table? Nearly damaged what I am so prideful of. My AirPods. Touched my AirPods. Think about that for a second. That's like slapping somebody's wife. And that's what Loki did right in front of me. And, you know, I, I still, still put on a hellacious match. And really, what a performance. The consumers could not stop raving about this matchup. And I don't really care about that, but I'm just stating the facts. And if he had not touched my AirPods, there's no doubt about it, I would have beaten Filthy Tom Waller in the finals. Tom knows it too. But my AirPods were touched, the whole match was tainted, and the night was thrown off. So to me, it doesn't even count. Okay, man. Okay, cool. Um, the MLW Heavyweight Championship, as you mentioned, you know, that's the Mecca. Everybody shoots for that. Do you yourself have it in your sights, whether it's going up against Jacob Fatu as a champ or anyone else, depending on when that time may happen? <clears throat> Absolutely. I think I think the heavyweight championship would look quite good around my waist or potentially over my shoulder. I haven't quite decided how I would wear the championship if and when I do win it. However, right now, Hammerstone is gunning for Jacob Fatu. He's going after that, and he's my dynasty, bro. I'm not going to step on his toes or get in his way. Right now, I'm manifesting the Caribbean Championship into the upper echelon of, of championships in professional wrestling, which is, like I said, very impressive. So I do think I'm going to be – well, I, I know I'm going to be with MLW for quite some time. I think the heavyweight championship will cross my path at one point or another. Okay, man. Speaking of championships, uh, you mentioned Hammerstone. Have you ever considered – I know you guys are, are bros and you guys are, are, are good friends – Ever think about the MLW Openweight title? No. No, okay. I haven't. You know, because that would be me thinking about beating Hammerstone. And I don't want to beat Hammerstone. I want to I elevate Hammerstone. I want to do whatever I can to make sure that Hammerstone is as big as a star as he can be. Because think about it. The bigger he is, the bigger the dynasty is. The bigger the dynasty is, the bigger I am. It all works hand in hand. One hand washes the other. So as long as he's the open weight champion, you won't see me going after that. Okay, cool, man. Fair enough. It's classy. It's very classy. I appreciate that. Um, uh, 2021 is, you know, apparent. It's around the corner now. And um, you mentioned that MLW is going to do, you know, major things within the next 12 to 18 months, as you've stated earlier on in this interview. So in terms of that, what are the goals for you for this year? In MLW and outside MLW, in terms of, you know, your other businesses, i.e. example, Dynastic Coffee. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of things on the horizon. My brain is always moving. And, you know, I tweeted out today, you know, I'm thinking about starting my own clothing line. Because why not? I think that it would be uber successful. Uh, within the confines of Major League Wrestling, I, uh, like I said before, it's just to make my name synonymous with MLWs. When you think Major League Wrestling, you think Richard Holiday. I think a lot of people think that way as it is, but I want to make that sure and set it in stone so they know this is my house. This is the house that I built in Hammer, but this is the house that I built, of course. So th there's so many different things that I want to do. You know, I, with my marketing degree, I'm always thinking about the next move. What's the next big trend? Where can I make money next? And, you know, like I said, I mean, possibly could be the closing line that could be coming to fruition. Dynastic coffee that's in the works. 
there's just a lot moving. There's a lot thinking in this brain of mine. And sorry, inside MLW in terms of 2021, what are the goals you've set for yourself in MLW? Well, like I said, I mean, I, I think it's just to keep elevating the Caribbean championship. Um, of course, I'm not going to be happy until IWA and MLW both let it be known that I am the recognized champion. I'd actually like to have a ceremony in the middle of the ring where that happens. Maybe I'll invite some consumer ninos from the Caribbean in order to celebrate this momentous occasion. I think that would be great. Um, I want maybe me and Hammer go for the MLW Tag Team Championships. Maybe I cut 20 pounds and go for the middleweight championship. I'd probably have to cut more than 20 pounds, to be honest with you. But whatever the case may be, you know, it's whatever I really want to do. When you're breathing rarefied air, honestly, you make your own calls. So 2021, I can tell you right now, is going to be a great year for Richard and for Major League Wrestling. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, man. I was actually reading today that uh, the PWI uh, 500 in 2020, you were number 198. Were you happy with that placement? And where do you see yourself placing in 2021? Never happy. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I did rank within that magazine uh, another time in my life. I was like 420 something. I don't really remember the exact number. But to be in the be recognized as a top 200 talent within professional wrestling. Yeah, it's a bit of an honor. But of course, I do anticipate that. You know, do I think I should be higher? Absolutely. I mean, look what I did within the confines of the scoring period. Quite quite a bit. So, you know, it's great to say I'm a top 200 professional wrestler in the world. Fantastic. Um, that's only good for MLW. That's good for my brand. It's good for everything. But I think next year, I think that they'll recognize that I should be a lot higher than that. And uh, my final question is... Um, what are your personal thoughts on, you know, the current champions within the organization? You've got Hammer, obviously, but then you've got, you know, Jacob Fatu. You've got tag team champions, all that kind of stuff. What are your thoughts on them? Everyone wearing gold right now within the organization. And what are your thoughts about the Von Erics? Well, the Von Erics, I mean, don't get me started on them. I mean, Kevin Von Erich, you want to call him a legend. You want to call him a trailblazer. You want to call him a pioneer. I just call him somebody who still owes me a cup of coffee because he knocked that out of my hands and I haven't forgiven him yet. Okay. So, you, you know, I don't care what you've done in this business. You knocked coffee out of my hands. <laughs> I'm not going to forget about that or take it very lightly. In terms of his boys, you know, they bested us that night. It wasn't me who took the pinfall, but they bested us that night. And now they're the champs. That's great. Um, they're doing an admirable job representing the company. And honestly, they don't really irritate me the way that their father does personally. Then there's Jacob Fatu. He's the heavyweight champion. I mean, he is a beast. He is an absolute monster. I mean, he's a great representation of the company and what we can do within the ring. I think when Hammerstone finally gets his hands on him, it's going to be a different story. Um, in making Major League Wrestling truly dynastic league wrestling. And then who are the other – Myron Reed. I think he's doing a great job within the division, representing the company. He works hard. I see him in the gym putting in the work. I appreciate that. And I think he's doing an excellent job. And, uh, I mean, don't leave out the Caribbean champion. I mean, that's the most important championship of all of them. And who has that belt? Me, Richard Holiday, and I'm doing a fantastic job with it. So overall, 
I mean, I think the champions at Major League Wrestling are pretty good. Fair enough. Thank right. you. Fair enough. Actually, I got two more questions, uh, if you don't mind. First question, uh, tell me a little bit about, about Court Bauer. What's he like to work for? Your opinion on Court Bauer? You know, other than the fact that he just won't, you know, recognize me as a champion, I'm going to brush that to the side and, and, and give you a very straight shoot answer on Court Bauer. I think he's a visionary. I think he um, has his ducks in a row and he knows what he wants to do. I know where he wants to take this company and he's a forward thinker in the sense of he knows where, you know, the marketplace is going in terms of streaming and not really so much emphasis on cable. And I think that's huge. And the platforms that we're on and the amount of uh, television screens that we're on internationally, I think can't go without saying uh, the amount of eyeballs that can potentially watch major league wrestling is, uh, is, is max. Like there are so many people who could possibly watch major league wrestling, which is great. Um, and of course, you know, he, uh, he signed me and uh, he saw what I bring to the table. So that just goes to prove how much of a visionary he is. No, I agree. He has a great eye for talent. Like you said, he signed you. Uh, Jacob Fatou, Myron Reed, he has a great eye for talent. And uh, I think he's doing a great job with MLW. And um, I expect it just to grow and grow and grow, man. And um, last question, last question. Uh, the Kings of Coliseum show, January 6th. As of right now, you're not on the show. Uh, will you be on the show either in a match or are you going to be in Hammerstone's corner for his match? I am always on the show. How could you have a show without me? How could you have That's true. MLW That's Fusion true. Or, or a big episode of MLW without me? Come on, man. No, that's that, you're true. Sorry. I mean, it might have been a bad question. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Okay, I expect to see you on the show then. I'm looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. And I actually do have another question here. Sorry, I forgot. I'm looking at my notes now. I do have one more. Um, in terms of everything that's happening in the wrestling business right now, you've got companies that are intertwining and crossing and, and sharing the stage, uh, notably Impact and AEW is an example of what's happening. We also hear that New Japan may be in the mix there as well. Is there something that you may have heard whispers of in and around court or what he's thinking about doing of maybe a cross promotion between MLW and another organization within the business? Uh, you know, um, I've always said that you know, uh, speculation spurs interest. And I think some things are better left unsaid. I will say, just to kind of reiterate what I said before, that Court is a visionary. Court knows what he's doing within the marketplace. And um, I, I do think that th there could be some potential partnerships with Major League Wrestling. I'm not going to say that there won't. Okay, cool, man. Do you have a favorite match? You know, do you have an all-time favorite match in MLW? Was it winning the Caribbean Championship? Well, you know, winning the Caribbean Championship for me is just such a monumental occasion. I do think that my favorite match was probably when Max and I defeated the Hart Foundation to win the Tag Team Championships in Chicago. Okay. That, to me, was a, a really defining moment in MLW for me. Okay, cool. Match, well, that's a great match. Yeah, well, that's... That's it for questions for me. You have any other questions there, George? No, that's um, that's actually it for me as well. Uh, it was great to talk with you, Richard. Before we go, though, if anybody's stupid enough to not be following you, where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media before Lewis and I shout out ours? Absolutely. I would refer to the people who don't follow me as unintelligent consumers. And if you want to kind of flip the script there and become an intelligent consumer, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at most marketable. Same handle made it nice and easy for you 
um, and see everything I have to say, all of my thoughts and all of my pictures um, and, and divulge into my life. Perfect. Lewis, you want to shout out yours, my brother? Yeah, you could follow me on Twitter at Shooting Up North. You could follow me on Facebook, the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, and um, Instagram at Shooting Up North as well. Perfect. And as always, I'm a glutton for self-promotion. Underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram and on Facebook. Richard, thank you so much for being with us today. And we want to let you know that considering you're the inaugural first guest that we have, you're now a member of the MLW Rewind family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, we will be delighted to breathe in that refined air once again. Well, that what air? Rarefied, rarefied, rarefied air. My apologies, rarefied. I'm sorry. Rarefied oh air. You, you, you should give me 10 push-ups for that, but I'm not going to make you do it. <laughs> I could do like wall push-ups. Would that, no? no? Just do it in your spare time. Just think about what you've done. Okay, perfect. I will, okay. I will do it in my spare time, and I'll make sure to tweet you after that I have completed the push-ups. Yeah, actually, that that's mandatory. Okay, I hope that you're still recording. Consumers, this is on the record right now. Um, he went ahead and said refined air. Utter disrespect. It is rarefied air, and now he is not breathing it in. So he has to go ahead and complete five wall push-ups and tweet at me, stating his mistake. I will do that promptly after uh, I finish recording. So yes, sir, I will take care of that 150%. Thank you again for being part of the inaugural episode. And for myself and my new partner in crime, Lewis Carlin, have a fantastic evening. And we'll see everybody next week on MLW Rewind.